Spoiler warning! If you haven't seen the behind the scenes footage of NSYNC on The Simpsons, you are missing out! Uh, We're going to spoil the absolute hell of that. So, um, uh, look out! Word. The intro. intro. (laughs) Word. If it isn't Professor Smarty Pants. We should never stop working on ourselves. You ain't walking away this time. Hello and welcome to the Justin Timberthon, a podcast where Justin Timberlake talks about the works of Harry Dobbs and Mae Thompson. Just kidding, it's the other way round. I'm Justin Timberlake. Can I I take a sec? Before we start recording, Mae was like, let me do the intro, I've got something. (laughs) I've been thinking about it, I've been working on the intro, I've got an idea. (laughs) And that was it. That is the. Wait, if you're just in terms like, who am I? That, like, that's that is the voice of um, Harry Dobbs. <laughs> And this is the voice of Mae Thompson. I'm not Justin Timberlake. It was all a trap. Should we start again? No, I really like this. I really want to start again. I really like it. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Whatever you say. What, what, what else do we do with our intro? Genuinely, I've forgotten. How are you? I'll <laughs> um, do it. How are you? I'm. Job hunting. So should, I'm actually, should, should we talk about why we've forgotten how the intro goes? Because oh, we haven't recorded. This a is long this is the first time. one we've recorded in about a month. The last one you heard was Dak Shepard. That is the last one we recorded. This is coming out a week after Dak Shepard, but we haven't recorded in a month. We I had I had, had a fizzy drink earlier, and I but I was leaving you a gap <laughs> to, to edit it out, and then you were like, "Oh, it's fine." We haven't recorded in a while because we took a Christmas break. A lovely Christmas break. I went home, I was there for two days, and I was like, I've had enough, and I came back. You can do that, because you don't live that far away. I live about 15 minutes on the train away, Yeah, I, I had live... a shift on the 23rd and 26th, so I was like, sick. I live five hours on the train away. Because um, you're from a fake place. Cornwall? Yeah. No more fake than Wales. I don't know. Yeah? <laughs> We're just bigger. Sure. Our fake dead language is not as fake and dead. Oh, my fake dead language is so dead. You're one of like two speak people trying to speak it, and you yeah, can't. Yeah, I can't really speak it very well. Mi el we... council Kronoak, Razor Vin uh, Gonzalez Kronoak. I think you were having a stroke. <laughs> <laughs> Your eyes were not together on that. <laughs> I was really trying to remember my Cornish. Have you talked on the pod about how you were trying to learn Welsh and Cornish at the same time? I'm more just learning Welsh at this point. I'll be honest, I haven't done a Cornish lesson in a while, but there was a period of time where I was trying to learn two um, Brythonic Celtic languages at the same time, and they're pretty much the same. Well, the thing is, they're pretty much the same, except some words are the same but have different meanings, Yeah, which is so much more confusing. Because I'm trying to learn um, British Sign Language at the minute, and then I watched Echo, which is all American Sign Language, yeah. and it was so confusing. I'm like, this makes sense, but it's not what my brain is saying does make sense. I was going to talk about when I was trying to learn Makaton, which is, is a it's a form of sign language that incorporates speaking as well. Okay. It's for like... <laughs> You're really struggling today. It's for like um, people with um, like severe autism and Down syndrome and stuff. Okay. Um, but then I thought... 
well, that's actually going to be really bad podcasting because it will involve me doing signs that the audience can't see. But I'll do them anyway. I was learning Makaton and realised it was a bit stupid when I learned that car was this and bus is this. (laughs) (laughs) So what I did there was car is a little steering wheel and bus is just the big Big steering steering wheel. wheel. So... (laughs) Sign language is funny. Like, objectively, the cho- it's, it's funny. intentionally funny. Yeah. And there's, like, puns in it. It's a really creative language. Yeah. And it's, like, it says a lot that if I learned it, it might be more stupid than Welsh. And Welsh is pretty dumb. Welsh is dumb. Welsh is like, we'll change how a word is spelt because it sounds nicer in this sentence. I learned a lot of Welsh over Christmas because I mm-hmm. found that it was a fun coping mechanism because it felt like I wasn't in Cornwall anymore. And... <laughs> I might cut that line, but I probably won't. Um, I, yeah, of, I right. learned a lot. Of Another thing that has come from this being an episode we recorded where there's a couple out, the amount of references to my own death you've had to cut, because I keep doing it. Like, I keep making a joke that's a bit darker than normal, and then I listen back to the episode, it's like, I had a really bad day today. Anyway, how are you? And I'm like, I remember a, there was a whole bit in there. There was a bit... I genuinely thought about this. I was really listening to Jerry episode, mm-hmm. and um, there was a bit where you were listing some notes that you made, yeah, and you just sort of cut off at the end of one, and then something really funny happened. That's this is bad. You're really struggling. <laughs> okay, I think I'm done now. Um, you cut off at the end of one um, note, and then something really funny happened. So it didn't really. Um, and that, and but that was in that was an intentional edit by me. Oh yeah. I intentionally made sure the really funny thing happened after you cut off, so that you wouldn't think about the thing that just cut off because you'd be distracted. Because what you actually said <laughs> was, "This is the worst thing I've ever done, and I've tried to kill myself twice." No, that was Trolls Holiday. Was that, that Trolls was Holiday? Trolls that was Trolls so Holiday. So I remember um, you text me being like, "Editing Trolls Holiday, do you want to keep that joke in?" I was like, "Probably shouldn't." Yeah, so I cut it. I had, but I couldn't cut it well because it was like. Yeah. The, it was too quick. There wasn't the a sentence guy. like you can hear that it doesn't quite end right. Yeah. So you did a good job. Fixing so I it. had to like do some like psychology stuff and yeah. put in something intentionally. Because I'm not like an edgy comedian. That's not my style. No. This podcast brings it out. Neither am I. No. We're it too, doesn't suit our brand. We're two quite whimsical comedians. <laughs> Me more I, than you, I think. I am, yeah, I, I wanted to be deadpan, then I was like, I'm, I'm not built for deadpan. So I'm a yeah. bit more whimsical, but I'm not as shit as you are. I think I'm a bit more deadpan than... But you're, you're deadpan in an Andy Pandy costume, I'm Andy Pandy in a deadpan costume. Sure, yeah, okay, that's such a good way of describing us. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I might start wearing different costumes, though. Oh, I, I did think that I might... I want to do like a 50-50 split between the costumes, mm-hmm. as in normal me and costumed me. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't done. <laughs> this is known, really bad. To be known as the burp episode. I don't burp this much. Okay. Eight minutes in, we can't start again now. No, I'll do my best. Actually, I think it's better now if I just don't cut any of them. Because then it's in a story. Yeah. What was I talking about? I need to stay... We need to get better at staying on riffs, because it's actually really annoying. <laughs> um, I, I'm trying to... Costumes. Yeah, I'm trying to split. So if you aren't aware, which is very unlikely, um, I wear 
you know, I wear and you know Andy Pandy. The okay, actually, it's really difficult to explain. You're delivering this like a stand-up. You know Andy Pandy. Andy Pandy. Andy Pandy. Um, Mr. Pandy was his father's Pandy name, and Andy. 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 Sorry, roughly. Have you seen my Miss Williams bit? Maybe. Miss Williams? You know Miss Williams? Miss Williams? Miss Williams? Year five math teacher, Miss Williams? Sorry, this big, you know Miss Williams? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Um, I wear a costume which is like a Victorian style collar, a blue clown's hat, and a striped onesie Mm -hmm. with like frills on the cuffs and ankles. Yeah. Um, it's really stupid. I don't really talk about it much. And then the other day I did a gig where I did talk about it. I wrote some new material about the costume and thought it'll be fun to have some stuff yeah. about it. And I was actually really proud of the routine. Um, I thought it was really good. And it just went to silence. And it wasn't even necessarily the gig because everyone else did really well that night. Yeah. Um, Lily Marilyn. Mar- I I'm genuinely Lily. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I think I messed up your second name. Lily, nice to meet you. Lily Marion, Marilyn Marion, something like that. This is a new Lily. person to me. Um, she is a fantastic sketch comedian. She's in the Biscuit Barrel, mm-hmm. um, but also she does solo stuff. She does stand up as herself, but also she has a character called Princess Sparkles, which is like a fucked children's entertainer, right? Who goes on? She goes on stage to an audience full of adults and goes, "Hello, boys and girls. <laughs> I hear it's someone's birthday today." I'm so uncomfortable. And, <laughs> but it's really funny because she's clearly like, she wears like a dress and one of the uh, shoulder straps is like come down so you can <laughs> see her bra. She's like, "Oh, better hide that." <laughs> and she closes. She has like a notebook with her. Um, which is like a little handbag that folds out into a notebook. Yeah. And she ends her routine by going, and do you know what happens at the end of the story, boys and girls? And she takes out the notebook and just says denial on it. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Okay. And she fucking killed it that night. She was really, really good. Yeah. Um, and I was the other character act on that <laughs> night. <laughs> is how the story goes. Um, yeah, so I want to do more stand-up just as... Mae Thompson. I think mm. the thing about the costume is that there's no name change as well. Yeah, you're so still just May. It's still May Thompson, just May Thompson's wearing a fucked costume. And I'd like to That's do... That's a great name for it all. <laughs> May Thompson's <laughs> wearing a fucked costume. <laughs> I did think about doing... Um, every now and then I think about what show titles could be, because I'm trying to write something. Yeah. And I did think about doing one called um, May Thompson is not a character act. <laughs> Because that's something I really have to like think about. Is this a full character? Yeah. Or am I just wearing a fucked costume because it's funny? And often I think it is just, it's funny to wear this costume. Yeah. Because you're not like John Bikes level of character. Sure, yeah, that's the best reference. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Chris Magician, alright? I'll go well, more mainstream. Yeah, I was more going like Keith Lemon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm not like a full character. If yeah. I, when I do uncostumed stand-up, there are definitely bits that I can do that apply to both characters. Mm. But then also, I don't like doing um, my trans material in the costume, because I feel like it takes away from the actual yeah. thing that I'm trying to talk about. Mm. Um, and also, I don't think... I think that character, if it is a character, the character is so androgynous. 
It's not. Yeah. There's nothing going on with that character. It's Andy Pandy. In any gender or sexuality wise, it's just an androgynous like <laughs> thing in a costume talking about the night bus. <laughs> That's the best summary of you you've ever given me. An androgynous thing in a costume talking, talking about, about the, the night, night bus. <laughs> you love the night bus. I do love the night bus. Stop kicking I didn't, the mic didn't mean to. I'm really aware of it. I'm just trying not to kick the mic stand. Um, the mic stand of mic one, stand. Two, yeah, I was going to say mic four, five, six boxes of Lego. This is That's a bad. adult, an adult flat. Um, I'm. Trying to work on my stand-up quiz, where my act is I just do a quiz that's really bad. Yeah. And it will ne- I'll never do this bit, but one round was going to be, who could I take in a fight? And the other round is, everyone writes down the name of a member in the audience that they think I could take in a fight, and then fight that member of the audience to get a point if I win. I used to have... So, like, you can't do that. I used to have that bit where I'd say, um, give me a cheer if you think you're better than me. And... <laughs> I think that's in the same vein as that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to come up with more crowd work stuff. Because I think I don't really do any. But I also hate talking to people. Sure. Because it's not my thing. It's not what I'm on stage for. Like, I'll talk to people before and after. I don't really do the crowd interact. I want to MC because I think that's different. Yeah. To me. I like MC. Like, that's kind of the part of it. I do like MCing. I want to get better at MCing because I'm aware that I'm not very good at it sometimes the thing about you is if you aren't enjoying a gig you're just like no fuck this yeah i think you don't the problem is a lot of the gigs i've seen you mc there's some risky acts in it and it's like, sure. you need an mc who could be like oh it wasn't that good and here's some more good whereas yeah. you're just like that was shit let's hope the next one isn't shit and no i don't say me, that i don't say, say those that. words i i've what, done what, that what i'll pitch mm-hmm. to you do you remember the awful foot and tankard gig we did where five minutes into your opening ten you went, this is fucking shit, and walked off the stage? And I had to close that gig. Well, first of all, that was Revs. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was Revs. I think it might have happened. I didn't walk well. off the stage. I carried on, but it was five minutes in. I was opening it. It was five minutes into my opening ten, and I went... I hate you. Uh, this sucks. We're talking about different gigs, and I love that this has happened twice. Because I didn't close that rev. That's the rev's one where you text me halfway through to say this is going badly. <laughs> and I check my phone for the time. It's got a text from a friend in the audience saying this is pretty rough. I did text you while you were on stage. Going, Which is, this is rough, that isn't it? bad etiquette. <laughs> this sucks. But no, it was the, the flute one Joe opened. Did five out of ten. I was like, I'm done and walked off. Then you walked on and went, ooh, this is rough. Did like another Was five. that the one that Austin hosted? Yeah. Yeah, that okay, so that one, rough. I think we've talked about this before. That one, apologies if we have talked about this before, we're going to talk about it again. Um, Joe, Henry opened. Henry opened. Did he? Yeah, he did. I remember this very well. Because right. the phrase he used afterwards oh, yeah. to describe what happened. Austin was meant to MC. He did two minutes, didn't say his own name, and then walked off the stage essentially he went review the next hour Henry going around left the stage right Henry went on did 10 minutes of silence and <laughs> Austin came on and said are you guys ready for the big guns to introduce oh, God, me yeah as Henry was coming back to where we were he said sorry I'm handing you a live grenade 
And then Austin brought me on stage knowing that I had a notebook and was doing new material and was not, this was not going to be my top stuff. I was really trying some new stuff that night. I had a notebook in front of me and I went on and said, I've got a notebook. This is not going to be the best you've ever seen. (laughs) And then it wasn't. The audience (laughs) didn't laugh. During the break, half the audience left. Yeah. It was terrible. It was an awful time. I think... I really enjoy after the fact when you're getting ready to go on stage and the act before you is like, sorry. Yeah. And Josh did that to me once when we had the, the worst gig I've ever done, which is the Welsh language gig I did in Merthyr. He comes off stage. He was the first act. Someone had shouted, don't fucking say that at him while he was doing a bit. I don't remember what bit. Like, they were so against him. Like, either silent or like a little chuckle and then the actual aggression. And then he walks off and Steph Evans comes up and like, so we've got a relatively new comedian now. He's so excited to see you all. And then Josh like, comes over, like pats me on the back. And is like, I'm so sorry. And then I go on stage to absolute silence. That's the gig where people were like, they would just acknowledge a joke. So I, um, I've heard that about Welsh language audiences before. Like I was doing a bit about the Eistedd Vod and how I was in it as kind of like a diversity thing. Yeah. And then I'm like, ah, oh. a very summarised version of that bit is like, wouldn't it be insane if that's the only reason I got this gig? And then I, like, slowly turned to whoever planned the gig. And everyone was like, hmm, that would be bad. Has Josh Elton told you about when he went on S4C to do stand-up? No. I can't remember what the show was called. I want... Actually, I don't want to say what the show was called, because I think I'm thinking of a different I show. think I know what it is. Um, he went on... It was in a barn, apparently. Yeah, I know which one this What's is. What's the show called? I don't know what it's called, but I know the show. Is it called Henna? I think, no, Henna's the news show. Henna's a different one, yeah. Henna's like the one show. I was thinking people. of that, but I thought it probably isn't that, because it sounds like a news show, because I know that means tonight. Yeah. Um, he went on, and he said to the producers, can you please just let me MC them for ten minutes before we start recording? Because yeah. they are not ready. Yeah. Then this is not going to be good if um, I don't just warm them up a bit. And they said, absolutely fine, go on, do whatever you want. He did about 20 minutes of MCing mm-hmm. with them. But he went on... And said, how are you guys tonight? And one guy in the front row went, fine. And they're not being rude. Like, that's yeah. not a heckle. They're just answering. Like, whilst audience is just like, I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah. yeah. They're not there for comedy. It's because, like, the thing with Welsh gigs is the what, the avid Welsh speakers who are going to those don't care what the event is. Like, oh, there's a Welsh language event. Sure, yeah. So they're not like, oh, let's go watch comedy. Yeah. Because if they're thinking, let's just watch comedy, they're not going to pick a Welsh one. They'll just pick something nearby. If they're going specifically for a Welsh gig, it's because it's in Welsh. Yeah. So they get there and they're like, this is good. And they're like, the best reviews I've ever got were from Welsh gigs where I thought I died. Sure. Because they're just not big, they're not reacting big. So it's like, that was really pleasant. Yeah. Those jokes were quite funny. And that's like their whole reaction. They're like, what a nice day. And then they go home. Whereas like, English gigs, like big laughs or it's like, fuck you, I hated every Mm. second of that. I really want to do a Welsh language gig mm. in a couple months. Okay. I think I spoke to Josh Penner the other week. Well, I messaged him. He hasn't got back to me because mm-hmm. he doesn't check his messages very yeah, often. Yeah, Josh. Um, I messaged him and said, when are you next doing your Welsh language gigs? Because mm. I know he does them like months apart. So yeah, it'll probably be ages till he actually does it. Um, can I do literally three minutes? I'd be very happy if I got three minutes in Welsh. Yeah. I think is doable. I I mean, I'll be honest, Josh has had people who are worse at speaking Welsh than you on. Mm. Well, as in, like, 
staring at a piece of scrap paper, sure. sounding out every word. I was who, like, was, who was that? I don't know his name. Uh, I, it was someone who just, it was his, Josh like, this is his first Welsh gig and he's been learning for about four months. And I'm like, that's not how that sure. works. <laughs> Should be doing that. I've been learning for nearly a year now. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, I might be vaguely ready like, to my, try. Are you sort of ready to try something? I think he did about two minutes. It would just be like poorly translated versions of my normal stuff oh, with like, a lot of yeah. English words put in there. Well, that's what kind of my stuff is and I'm fluent. So it's like sometimes the English is funnier. <laughs> I did think of it. I did try and translate a bit the other day. I don't know what came up was <laughs> Twin Hoffer Boost. <laughs> Twin Caro Boost. <laughs> yeah, that's not even how you pronounce it. No, I don't think so. I didn't think so. <laughs> Twin Hoffer, is it just bus? It's bus. Bus. Like the start of bussy, but you stop. Do you know how you catch yourself? Twin Hoffer Bus Nos. Bus Nos. Twin Caro Bus Nos. You do, like, weirdly you do have quite a strong Welsh accent when you're speaking in Welsh. So, yeah, because I'm learning through Duolingo, which says it all to me. True, yeah. So I just learn the Welsh pronunciation of things. Like, I think if we both were speaking Welsh, you'd have a stronger accent. Because I sound Yeah, because like mine's artificial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I just talk bad. It's the same when I try, when I speak, like, the five words of Cornish that I know. That's why I sound like I'm having a stroke. Because Cornish, Cornish dialogue like. is very out the side of your mouth. Right. So I'm just doing that, essentially. Huh. I never thought about like, that. Like, there's a... Fuck, I wasn't done. <laughs> it's really... Uh, that's bad. Um, use it just off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got my drink the other side of the radiator. I was going to do it while you were talking, so it wasn't Like, impressed. if I... Well, you would have heard the chair. <laughs> um, oh. Like, this isn't even Cornish language. This is just English Cornish phrases. Um, if I were to say, like, right me lover, that's out the side of your mouth directly, yeah. is, yeah. Mm. So, anyway. Um, we've talked for a long time. That I think we're just about ready I to... think we're just about ready to talk about The Simpsons <laughs> behind the scenes. NSYNC on The Simpsons dash making of is a YouTube video uploaded by Schizo Girl 16 years ago. To quote the blurb of this video, this video is very fun if you like NSYNC and The Simpsons. I hope you enjoy it. That's my blurb. Ah, <laughs> uh, you forgot the key part of the blurb. That's all the blurb said. No. There's bio of description. Oh. Justin Timberlake plays himself, oh. voicing himself. Justin on the Timberlake Simpsons. plays himself. Yeah. Justin Timberlake is barely in this. Yeah. He is right. noticeably absent. I have a lot to talk about here. I'm glad because I don't have much. So, if you remember, a couple weeks ago we talked about Simpsons episode 12. No, season 12, episode 14, I think Great it was. Great episode. Yeah. yeah really good episode of the podcast and of yeah. The Simpsons. The first one. The second one, I think. Because we recorded Cleveland show first. Oh, God, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we did that. Well, um, we did the pick-me-up of The Simpsons after the Cleveland yeah. show. Um, and in that episode, we said that, according to IMDb trivia, Justin Timberlake doesn't really say word. Now! And yet... In I this behind-the-scenes... Justin Timberlake says, and I quote, word that just sounds like something I would say. What the? The conspiracy deepens. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I applied for a job like an hour ago. I don't think I'm going to get it because I do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do a background check on you. Yeah. 
the S4C is going to find Thin Ask and the Timber Thought like we're going in a different direction. Well, luckily this is uploaded under my name, so I think it should be fine. <laughs> Wait, that's a different Harry Tufts. It's different Harry Tufts. <laughs> different Cardiff-based comedian Harry Tufts. What do you have to say about maybe he does say a word? I think he was being sarcastic, or he was like... No, because he was laughing and saying, that just sounds like something I would say. I think he was being very sincere. I don't think Justin Timberlake has sincerity. He's I disagree. He's not learned emotion yet. He's not there. We both watched The Open Road. He was very sincere. <laughs> he was fucking no, he... acting his heart out in that film. <laughs> he was acting for everyone in that film. It wasn't good acting, but it was the most oh, acting. It was, a lot of it. it was the most acting I've seen. You know when they're like the Oscars like, God, that performance was a lot of acting. The award for most acting goes to Justin Timberlake I once in saw The Open Road. A YouTube video that was reviewing the film Blast from the Past, starring Brendan Fraser and Ooh. Christopher Walken. Ooh. And in it, it's a really good film, apparently. I right. haven't watched it. I've seen a review of it. Um, in it, he says, um, Christopher Walken isn't doing the best acting I've ever seen, but it is the most acting I've ever seen. It's <laughs> and it shows him for Christopher Walken by... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is, I watched Poor Things yesterday. Mark Ruffalo is acting a lot in that Sure, film. yeah. And, um... This is a fun... What's the most acting you've ever seen? Oh, genuinely, Mark Ruffalo's up there. Yeah. Um, Joe, uh, comedian Joe DeWire reviewed it as, I reckon he went to bed after every scene because he was so tired. <laughs> There's a great bit where, um, he's... <laughs> he, he's fallen in love with someone. And then he, like, disappears from the film for about 20 minutes. And then, a, like, a character's just in a scene and you hear, like... Ah, ah, from, from somewhere outside she opens the window and Mark Ruffalo's there and she goes Bella! and falls to his knees and he's in, not in the film again for a bit he has the line I bet you fucked that man with a hook hand I beat the piss out of him what is this movie? I've never heard it's of this film deranged. it's by um the guy who made The Lobster which is deranged in a very different way I've also never heard of The Lobster oh my god you'd love him so the lobster is fucking miserable and amazing. And then this is a Frankenstein movie, but it's like, what if Frankenstein fucked, like, a lot? Like, what if Frankenstein was so horny? And what if she, like, fell in love with Mark Ruffalo? But not really, because he's quite annoying. And that's, like, a big part of the film. The most acting I've seen recently, mm-hmm. I think, might be in Bullet Train. Bullet Train has a lot of acting in it. I think it might be... Um... Okay, I'm going to give the character name, but also all the characters in this film have fucking weird names. Stupid names. The prince? The little girl? Oh, Joey King. The no, the, the... Yeah, is yeah. that named Joey King? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Joey King is kind of known for those, like, horror films aimed at 14-year-olds. Yeah. Which are very funny. And then she's acting so much she in Bullet Train. She acts so much in Bullet Train. As well, her I character love, is acting. I love Bullet Train. Bullet Train's so good. It's my favourite movie of whatever year it came out, and I think it was 2022. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah it is. It, I'm looking at my review of it right now. Get up. I reviewed it on Letterboxd three times. I've seen it, I've seen it twice. Can I talk about this thing in Bullet Train? Because I wrote a very long review on Letterboxd mm. the third time I reviewed it, and I thought, this is a legitimate take I've got, you and no one liked it. Bullet Train is better than Everything Everywhere All at Once? No, what have I rated Everywhere All at Once? Oh no, uh, that's came out the same year. It's, no, it's, it's my favourite, it's not better. Okay. It also came out the same year as After Sun, which I've put one above it, and I love that, because that's the film that famously in our friendship group uh, crashed, and I told you that was part of the aesthetic. 
Because the stream we watched on cut out. I'm like, no, no, this is part of the film. It's just shown in the home video. I forgot that happened. (laughs) You were like, no, it's just frozen. The film stopped and started like having visual glitches. And Harry was like, this is just part of the film. Trust me. I was like, I don't think it is. It's been stopped for five minutes. (laughs) I have a degree in film. But then even like the little like, um, like glitches and uh, corruptions. Um, after we reset the browser, that never happened again. <laughs> so that was definitely not part of the aesthetic. I really liked it as an aesthetic choice when I thought yeah, it was one. I sort of thought this is interesting. Like, yeah, it's like the memory is getting faded like old tape and now it's all glitchy and then it crashed. Right, here's my thing about Bullet Train. Mm-hmm. Bullet Train's... I'm going to just read my review, essentially. Bullet Train's really good. It's really, really good. But... There was one moment that I have, like, a very strong opinion about. Mm-hmm. And spoiler alert for Bullet Train. It's just before Tangerine dies. Right. The really Aaron fucking... Yeah. He, before he dies, is such a hype moment. Because he's got the gun on Joey... What was her name? Joey King. Joey King. And he's got the gun on her. And the diesel sticker, which has been a motif throughout the entire thing, yeah. has come back into play. And he's about to fucking end the plot, essentially. He's And he's the coolest character in yeah. this film. He's such a fucking cool character in this film. And he's about to fucking shoot her in the head. And he's like, I think I found my fucking diesel. And he's... <laughs> Such a good line. <laughs> and he's so good. And then the protagonist, Brad Pitt, kills him. And you're like... because that's Brad Pitt is meant to be our audience in he's our protagonist for this film he's also a fucking idiot yeah he's a moron like in the the film acknowledges he's an idiot it really takes the wind out of this film for like five minutes I really like that bit though because to me I was like oh fuck he's fucked it in like an interesting way of like oh they were building to this perfect climax oh he's fucked it Oh god. Yeah, but and I do agree that the film is better because of yeah. it because it then has the whole fourth act essentially. Yeah. But that moment That moment if, if robs Tangerine you of something was the so protagonist, special. that would be an incredible ending. It robs you of something so special. Yeah. It's so I really hurts. See, Bullet Train to me is defined by the bit where the whole premise of it is there's a suitcase and they need to get the combination for it. Because they're delivering it well, to the a MacGuffin. crime lord. It's, yeah. it's the Pulp Fiction thing. Yeah, and there's a bit where they've lost it, so they need to pretend they have it, so they find a case that looks the same. Yeah. And they're showing it to the gangsters, and Brad Pitt's like, look, it's legit, and just like spins the dial, and it randomly lands on the exact <laughs> yeah. code, opens, and all the clothes fall out. And I think that is the most I've laughed at a film. It's really it's funny. It's so not, it's it's such not a set funny up at movie. all. That it, it could come up. It's such a good movie. It is really good. So The Simpsons. Yeah. Um, I had loads of notes for this, actually. Did you take any notes? My main... I thought... My main thought okay. is... There are... Every single shot with Justin Timberlake is, like, cut to him. Cut away. It's also so hard to tell which one Justin Timberlake is sometimes. Because all same. of them look the same. <laughs> the same guy at different um, times. The guy with the the beard... Mm-hmm. It's the most annoying man I've ever seen. He's fucking irritating to look at and hear. They're cracking jokes. They're fun. But I think if you're one of the studio producers, you just want to get the day done. Yes, yeah. They're so annoying. Just do your lines, mate. Put the whistle down. There's that whistle. Put the fucking tin whistle off. down. 
Um, there is for, I thought for a bit there was only four of them in the studio, but for some reason they just never show all five on camera at the same time. Well, you do see them all over the course, yeah. but like they just don't show them all on camera at the same time. Because I reason. reckon they were filming this while one of them was taking their lines. Yeah. Like, hey, you run lines, we'll do the fun little interview with the, these four. But yeah. also it's a lot of it, whenever there's four of them in the interview, it's not Justin. So like, he was not there yeah. the whole time, I'm sure of it. Um, Bart is his favourite character. Tracks. Yeah. I also, cheeky little boy. He's cheeky enough to be... Um, no, it's not him. It's one of the other ones that looks like him. Is like, we thought we were going to be on The Good Wife, and now we're on... What's this? The Siamsons? The Simpsons. Like, this is series 12, dude. You're not bigger than The Simpsons. No, that's the joke. I know, but like... <laughs> Are you kidding? It doesn't... Are you joking me? But it's just the way it's the way a bit of like... Nah, dude, shut up. Like, this is the... Like, it doesn't work. They are annoying. They're so annoying. NSYNC are annoying in this Have I talked to you about the fact that NSYNC was meant to be in Star Wars? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then they got cut because George George Lucas was like, what am I doing? (laughs) It's such a funny story because he's like, what am I doing? What's happening? That's it. That's that story. Um, The other story is the guy who was originally cast as Obi-Wan before Ewan McGregor, like the prequels Obi-Wan, met George Lucas. They had a great time. And George Lucas was like, oh, I have to... Just pick up my kids and I'll say goodbye. Yeah. My daughter's just like, I don't fucking like him. So we got cut. And then it was Ewan McGregor. That's hilarious. It's just like, what the fuck (laughs) was going on in the prequel? So much power. Um, 16 hours, they said. They're barely in it. They said it was a 16 hour. That's not true. Me and you are about to make a radio show thing. Yeah. It's not going to take 16 hours, and I'm one of the main characters. I've shown you the schedule though. It's insane. It's mad. It's fucking horrible. That's without one episode. Because episode 9 is still oh, being God. written. I actually, need to, we I sh- need to read these scripts, man. You should. They're actually quite funny. I read I'm through them the other too, day. but I just don't. I can't read. I read through them while it's, I was... It's part of my law now that I can't read. <laughs> I've decided. I quite like that layer to me as a person. Anything else I had to say? Um, apparently, he's, he's the guy, Mike Scully, says he's a natural cartoon character. What do you think about that? It's probably not. I think he's alright. He, he, I liked him in the episode. Yeah. But also it's like very much obviously a celebrity cameo. Sure, yeah. Like you could have never heard of NSYNC and you'd be like, oh, this is not, they didn't make this for I the imagine show. when I first watched it, I hadn't heard of NSYNC. And I was like, this is a real band. Yeah. Um, I want to, I like these sort of behind the scenes videos because mm-hmm. they're always having so much fun. And we've both been on film sets. <laughs> it's and, not fun it's and there miserable. are there are moments where you're laughing a bit but then also there's times where you're like i just want to get this take <laughs> i just want to get this shot like, can we all stop fucking up please i just want to get this shot there are some films that are like it's this within the same day like uh when i was making writer's block the one with the the fantasy one like i'm seeing my friend in like a yellow tunic and he's shaved so he has a horrible moustache because he thought yeah. it would be funny. And it's great. We've got like three hours to get two takes because we have to wait for it to get dark. It's like the end of the day. It's like, we have five minutes of the sunshine being in the right place. If you move, I'll kill you. Fucking get it done. What do you mean the cave's out of order? We can't use the cave. The whole film's in the fucking cave. And we're like running around, we're setting up stage, like, like shouting. And then you have to like stand in a huddle because it's too cold to be on your own. And this is like within two hours of each other. And it's like, bad. It's fucking horrible. And that was genuinely one of the easiest films I've made. Whenever I watch... I like watching these sort of, like, blooper reels and behind-the-scenes. Yeah. Whenever I watch a blooper reel, especially for, like, a big show like The Good Place or Afterlife yeah. or something like that, 
I like imagining like the sound tech who was like so mad okay well I guess if I get the 1040 train I might be able to make it back I suppose I don't know if I'm going to make that train now Ricky Gervais is just laughing I just sound speed (laughs) as like all the crew here are really annoyed because we keep going on riffs and they're not home (laughs) I like imagining that sort of conversation because like the catering guys have it. <laughs> like... We so when I was working um, on the project, I won't say the name of because I want to be hired by this company again. Um, we it was filmed. But in you'll Welsh. tell me after we stop recording. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it was filmed in Welsh, and the lead actress didn't speak Welsh, and it, it was insane. My job on set was I was meant to be carrying the paperwork for the script supervisor. I ended up teaching a person Welsh on set because I was one of three people hired who spoke Welsh. Because they would, the plan is to film in English, and they're like, "Oh, film in English and Welsh. We'll make it a bilingual project. We'll do every take twice." Didn't double the schedule for that, oh. and also didn't factor in that their lead actress doesn't speak fucking Welsh. So I'm there, like, literally, she has cue cards off stage, and she's reading it phonetically. It sounds horrible. She doesn't know what any word is. She doesn't know how to put the intonation on it, and that this was meant to be. I think it was like eleven till three. I was there until 9pm. They, like, because that's how long it just takes to teach someone Welsh. And they kept being like, right, she's going to read the script. Everyone have a little break now because we don't have time for a proper break. But she's not going to learn Welsh very quickly. But I couldn't have a break because I'm teaching her Welsh. And then there are a few bloopers where she'll, like, say something and the actors will laugh and be like, oh, it's just because in Welsh that sounds really funny. And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it's fun. Oh, what a great time we're all having. Oh, what a silly, wacky blooper. And they, like, showed it to us afterwards. Like, I remember being so angry. And there is, um, there was a news team that came in to film us making it, being like, look at this fun new project based on a true story. And every shot of me and the script supervisor were, like, sweating and bent over and, like, shouting at someone. <laughs> and I've, I've got, I don't have the footage anymore, but I used to have it. It's just like, this uplifting story. You just see me mouthing like, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. <laughs> and like, I remember as well, I had to, this part of that newsreel footage is me on my phone cancelling my shift because I'm like, I'm not going to make it. That's <laughs> hilarious. Because <laughs> I was just typing to um, uh, my manager just being like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to come in. This is taking ages. Like if I left now, I still wouldn't make it. I turned to the news crew be like, so how are you finding the shoot? I was like, get the fuck out of my face. I can't deal with you right now. Oh, fuck. I've not, I've not thought about that for a while. <laughs> what, a, what a time that, that was. was. such a good story. Yeah. Um, I like NSYNC projects for this podcast. I like mm-hmm. watching NSYNC's projects. Because I think it's a very specific time in Justin Timberlake's career where he's not an actor. Yeah, like, noticeably. He's just a celebrity doing stuff. Yeah. It's this is fun a fun era this. for this. Yeah. This podcast. It is fun. It is. It's fun to look at NSYNC projects. There's a couple of them. A lot of charity concerts. <laughs> we might not do all of them. We are going to do Pokemon the Movie 2000 and Steve-O and He Changed Our World. But Those were going to be today, but you forgot the DVD. I forgot the DVD. Um, so I'm gonna The go double ahead. feature of Pokemon 2001 and Steve-O. In. That's on YouTube. Pokemon's on YouTube. Steve-O and I had to buy the DVD of because no one has bothered uploading that. Because <laughs> why would they? 
why on earth would they? Yeah, why are we doing this? Um, it's nice to see you. It, it <laughs> it's fun. fun. I get to tell my fun stories. It's a fun little thing we do. Was was the behind the scenes of The Simpsons? We're on the timber scale. Is that? Are we doing our rankings? Are we? Ah, uh, yeah. We're at like forty minutes. Got another one of these to do. Yeah. Okay. Um. I got work in a couple hours. Just fine. Yeah, it's just fine. It's not much. He's not in it much. Yeah. And this didn't do like this video didn't do anything for his career. Yeah. Because it didn't make him look particularly fun to work with. Because of the guy with the whistle. Don't want to punch. I don't know any of the names. Um. Yeah. Harry, anything to promote? Um. I love how at the end of these podcasts we just lose all our energy every single time. Every time we just crash. Like we were very high energy about thirty seconds ago. <laughs> we had a we were having a great time. But um, okay, anything to promote? When does this come out? Um, this Sunday. Writer's block might be out by then. Yeah. I to be honest, the only thing holding it back is I need to release it. Sure. Because I've got permission to do that now. So I might have a new film out. The one that I just talked about, not the Welsh one. The one the in other a cave. one where I was shouting at people. Yeah. Definitively not in a cave. Oh, because <laughs> the cave was out of order. God, I love making movies. Uh, what, do you, what, do you have anything to promote? Uh, Dead Material, I suppose. My comedy yeah, night, Dead Material, is uh, end of this month. I've sold one ticket so far. I'd love to sell more. Um, you can find tickets to that in my bio on Instagram at May Comedy. And in the description of this episode? If I can remember to do that, sure. I then definitely. put a link to a playlist Charlie made in the last Didn't Ask, because like, we reference Bell and Sebastian a lot. Okay. Chuck in some music. Yeah, I'll put the I'll put the link to tickets. If writer's block's out, I'll send you a link to put in as well. You can also just Google Dead Material Comedy Night and it will come up. If you Google writer's block, you will not get my film. You'll get the concept. <laughs> You'll get the concept of writer's block. And I imagine also another film called writer's block. There's probably, probably quite a, lot a of few films. called writer's block. Yeah. I no, we'll talk about this in the next episode. Cool. Um, thank you very much for listening. Have a fantastic Justin Timber day. Hey.